Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Hold on, Mary Jane! We are sex Now, was I rushing or was I dragging? You guys want to go see a dead body? I know Kung Fu. Do it. Get away from her, you bitch! What's in the fucking box? Hold on to your butts. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. So, Trent, it appears we have someone An intruder new alert. Here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Double the uh, trouble three times. But we've know. we've been alluding to his appearance in the past few episodes as the big guy. Yeah. And here he is, big as ever, Viraj Marate. Yeah. Um, no, so that last name, if that last name sounds familiar, it's because, because there is he's a related connection. to host of the show, co-host Parth Marate. Way to bring um, me down. Viraj, introduce yourself. Say hi. What Hello. have you been eating? Uh, I had pizza oh. earlier. We ordered Domino's. I'm not a huge fan of Domino's. People shouldn't trash on it as much as they do. But my relatives also lift it up way higher than it should be. I agree with you that Domino's is not complete rubbish and that it has a, an unnecessarily <laughs> I think it has its bad place reputation. in the world. Yeah, like when... Yeah, I, I was just going to say when you're drunk, but Viraj, that doesn't apply to you. But, like, late at no, night, he, he at, gets a, drunk at like a sleepover, a like, like past 11 p.m. or, like, two beers in, you know, the rules of Domino's change. Yeah. Viraj, um, you were just talking off air about how you've never listened to our show, and um, we, we have 80, <laughs> now we have 81 episodes. First time, really? Uh, I Fourth still have brother. No. I still haven't listened to one. <laughs> Uh, no I'm offense, sure that's like, untrue, though. Well, wait, actually, Viraj's friends have listened to the show. Yeah, my friends have listened Viraj to more listened to. episodes than I have. Yeah. Is, it, is it you don't like to hear Parth's voice? You don't like to hear my voice? You don't like film? What's the problem? Don't like our guests? Yeah. All of them. All of the wow. above? Absolutely everything. Uh, well, well, we're I'm just so going to move right on past then. this, because, Trent, uh, I just need to hear what you're eating. Frozen pizza. Uh, wow. Yeah, inferior I, ver- inferior version of what I have. Exactly, uh, kind of like as far as um, guests goes. It's like there's Virage, who's like the Dominos, and then I'm like the store bought version, who you have when you're like absolutely desperate. You just throw me in the oven for ten to fifteen minutes, and then you take me out, and you're like, it was okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I was on a very uh, tough shoot outdoors. It was pretty cold all day mm. and i came home and i made butter chicken with rice so is butter was... chicken exactly what it seems like chicken with some butter on it or is there more no more it's it? like it's it's a it's like an indian dish like you make like a marinade with like yogurt and a bunch uh, of like, yogurt and like, other assorted spices yeah like chili powder and um garam masala and salt and sugar and whatever and uh, you make a marinade. You put some. You marinate chicken for a while, and then you you marinate the chicken. Tomato. You actually you have more experience with butter chicken than I have. So just go on. 
Yeah, so, no, Viraj, you're my younger brother. You should know your place. Keep quiet. Um, um, but um, you put some tomato, like, Got puree, puree and some heavy cream. Let it simmer for a while and then have it with some rice, and it's pretty good. No onions? Yo, Parth, seriously? No onions? I did are not you put kidding? Are you, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> hey, Trent, Trent, how about you shut up? Trent the food connoisseur. Trent is Anton Ego. Viraj, you've garnered quite the reputation as... We've called you Chef Viraj on the show, when Parth is eating, has eaten something most recently that was prepared by you. This is true. When does that happen? Maybe you're more. That's well, like, we, like we, you. Or maybe cookies. you're more of a baker. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm. I used to be more of a baker, but then I would be like, she would just get very. I is is our is the term we call our mother. By the way, yes, our our mother. And if I call collective one, if I if I call Parth, the same mom. if I call Parth Dada, it's also yeah. the term for older brother. Anyway, so that must I be confusing. Got... Being that data, you know, it's like dad, you know. But Parth is pretty dad s. No, I can see how that'd be confusing for you. Um, anyway, but anyways, uh, I think we've fooled around enough. Is it time we? You think we... so? You yeah, think, I think we? You're ready to start the show. The water's warm. We're all acquainted. Come on in. Yeah. Come on Cue in, guys. Cue the intro. Viraj, just don't say anything for a bit, because I'm just going to do a little intro. Remain thing. perfectly still, Viraj. Their vision is based on movement. Welcome back to Craft Services, where we talk about... The movies. Each week we um, talk about a film, and hopefully have a crew member of that film to talk with us about their experience working on the picture. Uh, who did we have for the past month, Parth? We had storyboard artists Oscar Wright, Donnell Davenport, and Rob, Rob McCallum. McCallum to talk with us. Yeah. yeah, to talk with us about their experience working on the picture. Uh, they were very insightful, so insightful, some would say, that they had us record an hour, forty-five minute long interview, and so we split that up into three parts. And those are our last three episodes, and you can listen to them on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So you yeah. should do that before listening to our discussion which is this episode and this is our discussion with who the uh the big guy right yeah no it's uh it's viraj marate mm-hmm. we scored a middle schooler no viraj we heard your your tearing shit up in eighth grade tell us how language arts is going right language arts specifically or social studies well, social studies i have a is test it tr- is it true you have a class named science how's homeroom i I, I do have a class named Science. Social Studies, I have a test on ancient China tomorrow. Like, it's just, it's exactly tell what you would expect. Tell us something from the, that you think might be on the China test. The, the Yen Dynasty founded by Kublai Khan. Now we're talking. Wow. All right, Viraj, I think you've said enough. I, I think it's... <laughs> it's time for the discussion to end. I had my it's 50 minutes mo- of fame. Yeah, you better yeah. sign off. All right, it's time to move forward with the format of the show. Oh wait, wait, we we I feel like we haven't done a discussion in so long that we forgot our little bit. Yeah. Wait, we have a bit. What? What's well, it's like bit? the ten word. Oh. Thing. We should have Viraj. Do yes. That. Viraj. What's the ten word uh, thing? Well, we forgot. Give, give we us synopsis. 
Yeah. Yeah, you, you describe the movie in ten words or less. Um, Man-child treats everyone around him like garbage, still gets girl. Wow. If you treat man-child like one word with a man-child hyphen. Man-child was one, yeah, with a hyphen. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, very mature reading uh, to know that Scott Pilgrim is uh, a douche, because that took me many years to realize. Yeah, um, you're famously pretty slow. Because Michael Sarah Good, Scott Pilgrim bad. Um, yeah. it, but it's funny because they're basically the same thing, so it can get confusing. But Virage, that was that that was good. Good work. The actual synopsis reads: In a magically realistic version of Toronto, a young man must defeat his new girlfriend's seven evil exes one by one in order to win her heart. Pablo Garcia, old friend of the show, tuned into our Judas and the Black Messiah discussion, stopped by the mm-hmm. equipment room today and saw me illegally streaming Scott Pilgrim, and we talked about it, and he said, Trent, I really don't like this movie. And I said, why? And he said, uh, because Scott Pilgrim, he's dating a high schooler, you know? Not so long ago, in the mysterious land of Toronto, Canada, Scott Pilgrim was dating a high schooler. Uh, well, but as we'll get into it, I think it's a little bit more complicated than that. I was just but... going to say, but also, it's more complicated than that. And I think this movie is pretty self-aware at times. Yeah. Trent, you want to give us what the budget and box office was? So the budget was $60 million, and the box office was $49.3 million. So, oh, so the studio um, made a profit. No, I'm um, using a subtraction. You, using subtraction, we can find out that they lost money. Um... So they started out with more money than they had at the end after they made a whole movie in the process, which was kind of discouraging given that this is a pretty good movie with a bunch of talented people involved. I I guess it must have made a lot of money on home video, though, because this has become like a very big cult classic. Anyone who's anyone has this movie on DVD. I'll say it. Anyone who's anyone has it on Blu-ray. Yeah, Parth, I don't have a lot of Blu-rays, and I've got this on Blu-ray. That's that's shocking to me because Trent I, loves DVDs, despite them being like a pretty garbageio medium. Um, let me say something, do you, Parth. Do you, have you ever heard me make the statement that if you haven't heard of Nathan for you by this stage in the game, like you're officially like out of the loop? I've not. I don't think I've heard you say that. No. Uh, okay, but I, I, I guess mean you it. Have that opinion, and I think it applies to Scott Pilgrim by this point. Like, have Fair you been enough. living under a rock if you haven't seen or heard of this movie, or are you just? Uh, a normie per se yeah uh should we, should i get into some production history yeah let's do it so after artist brian Lee O'Malley completed the first volume of scott pilgrim his publisher oni press contacted producer mark platt to propose a film adaptation o'malley said that he quote expected them to turn it into a full-on action comedy with some actor he hated though he didn't even care admitting quote I was a starving artist, and I was like, please just give me some money. Universal Studios contracted Edgar Wright after he finished Shaun of the Dead to adapt the Scott Pilgrim comics, and in 2005, the studio signed Michael Bacall to co-write the screenplay with him. Edgar Wright cited Mario Bravo's 1968 film Danger Diabolic as an influence on his approach to Scott Pilgrim, stating that he took an Italian influence, a sense of complete, unbridled imagination. Wright said that O'Malley was very involved with the script of the film from the start, contributing lines and adding polish. 
and due to the long development, several lines from various scripts written by Wright and Bacall were later, were later used in Scott Pilgrim comics as they were being produced at the same time. The screenplay's second draft, which O'Malley said became the main draft for the film, was submitted right at midnight on the night the writer's strike was supposed to begin in October 2007. No material from Scott Pilgrim's Finest Hour, the sixth Scott Pilgrim volume, appeared in the film as the comic was not complete at the time of the film's production. O'Malley contributed suggestions for the film's ending and gave producers his notes for the sixth volume, but said the film's ending was their ending. The cast spent two months in fight training before the film with Brad Allen and Peng Zhang of the Jackie Chan stunt team. Michael Sarah said that he got kicked in the throat during training and expected it to be excruciating, but said that it didn't hurt at all, which was really confusing. Principal photography began in March 2009 in Toronto, and wrapped as scheduled in August. The film's original ending had Scott get back together with Knives Chow. O'Malley objected to the first ending because he felt it would dilute Knives' character. After the final book in the series, in which Scott and Ramona get back together, a new ending was filmed to help match with the books, with Scott and Ramona also getting back together in the film. O'Malley helped write this new ending. Wright called Knives' actress Ellen Wong beforehand, thinking she may be disappointed at the change, but found that she ended up actually liking the idea. The final ending was shot three months before the film was released, and Wright said that it is his preferred ending. The film received a wide release in North America on August 13, 2010, opening in 2,818 theaters. Ben Fritz of the Los Angeles Times said that the film appeared to be a, quote, major financial disappointment. Want to hear some fun facts, Parth? That'd be pretty awesome. But before we do, so Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, I believe, like, the name comes from, like, that's volume two. Like, that's, like, the subtitle. Because the volume one is Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Life, right? Yeah. Like Garage? I, I think that's a misconception that, like, the whole thing is just called called Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Wait, Viraj, are you here with the you, knowledge? You, I, so... Yeah, the second volume is called Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I'm guessing that they chose it because it felt like the most fitting one. Because the yeah. rest of them sort of reference so. stuff that's happened in the books. Also, it's a great title. Having verses in your title is awesome. Yeah. And also, it sets it up for, you know, the mortal combat of it all. Alright, fun facts. Um, Edgar Wright, the director, stopped working on his Ant-Man screenplay for two years during the production of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Anna Kendrick wears the actual name badge of the real-life Stacy, who Brandley O'Malley based the character on. In one of the DVD commentaries, Kendrick specifically asked that someone add this trivia to IMDb. So here we are. Whenever the moon is shown, it is full and there is a hole in it. Wait, who, who punched a hole in the moon in the, in the movie? I would that would imagine, be Todd. Todd. I would the, that has the, something to do with it. The third X. The third evil ex-boyfriend. Um, so this film has a body count of 46 people, um, which she, and apparently it's 47 if you count Scott getting killed, but as we know, he gets a life and uh, one-ups and comes back. 46! That I guess that counts like all the like the extras who get... Yeah. Because otherwise you'd think it would just be like six or seven. Yeah. That's, that's like half the body count of John Wick. What, like, do 100 people get killed in every John Wick movie or so? Like, in the first movie, I believe it's 88 people get killed by John Wick. But in this, they just turn into coins, and there's no yeah. blood. That's true. It's like Fortnite. Anyone can play it, as long as there's no blood. Moving forward, with the exception of Gideon, throughout the entire course of the movie, there's no blood, oh, broken bones, or any kind of injury imposed onto Scott or any evil ex. 
Originally, Scott was supposed to hold a picture of Ramona from the comic book series at the party, but felt the silly drawing Scott holds up was more comedic. Um, the 8-bit Universal logo at the beginning of the film was Edgar Wright's idea. It was then designed by his brother, Oscar Wright. Who we interviewed. Friend of the show. Yeah. The concept designer and storyboard artist on the film. The logo scene in the final film was actually only a first draft. It was not yet considered finished, but test audience reacted so positively to it that it was decided that no further work needed to be done. One proposed idea was that Scott would turn out to be a serial killer who fantasized the gaming aspects of the film, which I think would be dumb. Thoughts, everyone? I I would be not a fan of that. It's like when uh, you wake up at the end of the movie and the whole movie was a dream. It was like, why would we do that then? When Scott opens the door to receive his package, Michael Sarah actually did throw the package over his shoulder into the bin after, and only got it after 33 takes, and on the DVD extras, you can watch him miss it for 32 times, and then watch the casting crew go wild when it goes in. Yeah. Um... And the original concept for Scott Pilgrim was based around two premises. The first was the idea of what if, after a life of playing fighting games, someone confronted you and you actually had the ability to fight like in Street Fighter. The second concept came about after Brian Lee O'Malley's future wife, after he learned that she was she dated three different guys named Matthew over the course of her life, and he came up with the idea of a League of Matthews, and this was then developed into the League of Evil Exes. What section comes next? Well, Trent, I'm glad you asked. It's... One star reviews. Uh, mm. I, I guess I'll a fa- start. A, a, You'll a fan, go. a fan favorite section. Okay, let's not get too big headed. I'll go first, then Trent, you'll go, and then Viraj. Why don't you tell us one? Yep. Uh, so this one starts out with me versus Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I dot dot dot. I just don't get this. I was supposed to like this based on what I heard from people, but I just found it completely annoying. Then I remembered I hate Michael Sarah, and that probably has something to do with it. <laughs> I don't understand the Michael Sarah hate. Yeah, me neither. I mean, like, he's kind of, he's a sweet little boy. What's he done wrong? Like, I understand the complaint of, like, oh, he plays the same guy in most things. Um, but, like, I feel like they've made this personal. Or I feel like he's just an acquired taste that they haven't acquired. I mean, like, sure. saying that he plays the same character in every movie, that is true. But everybody also loves The Rock, so double standards? The, the Rock, yeah. Seth Rogen... Yeah. Um, there are additional examples, um, but more importantly, Jonathan gave this film one star. He also thinks that there's quote too much Michael Sarah, and you shouldn't. If he felt that way going in, he shouldn't have watched this film starring Michael Sarah. I gotta say that one's on you, Jonathan. Yeah. So and so Ginkgo rated this one star, with the only words being "I never ordered this." <laughs> So, Viraj, yeah. you wouldn't know this because you don't listen to our show ever, but pretty much every one-star review, we do two that are critiquing the film in some way, and then the third one will just be like, I ordered the DVD and uh, the Blu-ray disc accidentally came instead. And it will just <laughs> yeah. be something about, you know, like, a- it'll be more of a complaint about... The Blu-ray about didn't a- play. It'll be more of a complaint or about Amazon or the m- shipping. My son rented this. Yeah, it's a, like it's a lot of that. Yeah. 80 episodes of that pretty much yeah but this is our 81st episode and now we've finally come to our movie we have to talk about what's working what's not working we're gonna talk about the film of the week this week yeah well the film of the month apparently yeah this month i uh, i'll start uh i sh- i came across this movie uh i would say like half a decade ago 
Um, also known as five years ago. No, but like half a decade sounds so awesome. Um, and I really, really liked you, it. You do sound sh- awesome right now. Thank you. And then I showed it to Viraj, and Viraj really liked it. And then he got into the comic books. I mean, uh, to be fair, that was like and that was like four years later when I got the books. Yeah. Sure. Oh, so another half decade later. Yes. Well, that's not half a decade, Trent. You sound stupid. It's two fifths a decade. Less than half half a decade. Yeah, okay. He read the comic books and then got me to read the comic books. And as I have learned, Trent, you have also read the comics. Yes, during our interview with, um, you know, during the Scott Pilgrim Month interview, they were we were wondering about how the books end in relation to the movie and if he ends up with Knives or Ramona. And I held up volume six and I showed the picture and I said, I remember this now. Guys, it's Ramona. Um, but Parth doesn't really listen when I talk all the time. No, so, I often don't. Clearly, that one went over his head. But, um, yeah, my first thought while watching this today, I was like, huh, this is one of those movies where I wish I could remember the first time I watched it because of the fundamental pivot that takes place, and I would have liked to seen my facial reaction because um, very few movies take the approach of... Uh, like, I don't know what the original trailers would look like for this movie and if it would advertise the fighting elements, but I would like to imagine a world where you could go into this movie knowing nothing and then have Matthew Patel come through, like, 30 minutes in and just be <laughs> really confused. I'll take out your junk Mr. Pilgrim! Matthew Patel, consider our fight begun. I mean, I'm afraid Scott Pilgrim has been a part of my life for longer than I'm proud to admit, so I just can't picture a world where I didn't know about the League of Evil Exes, and uh, I I, I wish I could go, like, have a traumatic brain injury so I could wipe the slate clean and go back and try it all again. That's intense. Viraj, your thoughts on the movie? As Dada mentioned, I he showed this to me like five years ago. Now that I think about it, I probably shouldn't have been able to watch the movie, but there isn't anything that terrible in it. Then we showed it to a... I think that the movie is really good, but I liked it a lot more before I read the comics, because when I read the comics, I realized, man, Scott is an awful piece of garbage in the movies and he never actually learns so i like the movies i think they're funny i think they're smart i like a lot of things that it does but it misses some things that just make it not as good i don't think i don't think he doesn't learn anything viraj in private uh, Mm. brought up an interesting point to me which is that the movie the comics have him start out as a very like much worse person than he ever is in the movie but then he ends up having a much greater arc because he atones for much more. Yeah, because he starts further down. Yeah. And the movie has him start not as bad, but end not as good. And so that arc is kind of less where does he end in the co- Where does he end in the comics that's better than where we arrive in the film? So in the comics, there's this thing where... He has basically repressed all his memories from his previous girlfriends so that he doesn't have to deal with the terrible mistakes that he actually made. And over the course of the series of the books, you see like little pieces breaking through and breaking through. 
And he has, like, complete and total memory loss. And when he finally sees it, it's just a huge moment where he realizes that he's just been terrible this entire time. And that's when he swears to get better. And he does get better. There's definitely the idea that Scott is learning that he's an idiot, like, in the final battle where he's atoning for his sins. But you're... I I, I hear what you're saying. But uh, the book's taking place over, like, a longer period of time. I think it's, like, over, like, months or even, like, a year. I remember the seasons changing being a thing. But um, I think the... Like, obviously, the first two volumes are pretty much, like, shot for shot. It's, like, the the first three, I think. Yeah. But then after that, it deviates in a really interesting way. And uh, I think by this point, most people watch the movie and then read the books. And reading the books after the fact is really fun. And I I think that the movie, I think at this nowadays, doesn't get enough credit for just how inventive visually and just, like, as a film it is. uh, Because it's kind of put in, like, a similar category as, like... Fight Club, American Psycho type thing. I was waiting for like this to come co-opted. Up. It's like co-opted by people that don't really understand the point and think that the main character is like cool and awesome. Yes, that's definitely part of it. I I was just gonna say in a simpler fashion that it's been put into like the cringe category. Uh, well, is that the same thing? Is that the same thing as cringe? No, I mean those are definitely separate issues. But there, I was watching the film and I was I was quoting the one liners and I was like, "Wow, I'm having a lot of fun." But I, if a third party is watching this right now, I can't say I'd look particularly awesome. I'm not afraid to hit a girl. I'm a rock star. Oh my god! You punched the highlights out of her hair. He punched the highlights out of her hair! People overlook just how tight the movie is as a whole. It's less than two hours long. From, from like, a, a pure construction point of view of, like, it's, like, very snappy. There's so many, like, jokes and jokes within jokes and, like, hidden gags and scene transitions. And, and it's and, just... And text on screen. It's just... It's significantly more... Uh, well put together than like, your average comedy or just movie. And I think that that gets overlooked because of some of the problematic elements, which I'm not saying aren't that they don't exist, but I think that sometimes people like to say that they are only the problematic elements. <laughs> Alright, for our viewers at home, Viraj just stepped out mid, mid-sentence, so um, he's not going to be uh, chipping in anytime soon. I, I, I'm gonna guess. Here's what I'm gonna guess. I'm oh, gonna, wow! Uh, back okay. with a big old thing of water. No, that's well. beer, Trent. That's <gasps> beer. Yeah. No, he drinks. Viraj is a sailor. All right. What I was gonna say is that if they they had to do seven evil X's just because like that sounds catchy, and they had to follow up by like writing at least seven fight scenes into a less than two hour movie and there are more than seven fight scenes and that like fundamentally shouldn't work pacing wise especially given that there are no fights in the first 30 minutes and they fucking pulled it off yeah i I guess like you could you can kind of make the case that there's really only five because well obviously the the, the, the twins twins. yeah yeah and like the final battle is the final battle yeah but the final battle is also like 
two slash three parts if you're counting Nega Scott. Nega Scott is not a part of the battle. I mean, they, you, you cannot, they, you cannot they really. Filmed, they filmed a real Nega Scott fight, and then they went with this instead. I did not know that, but like, I'm fine with that. I think that would have been overload. This is something I have to face myself. Solo round. Yeah, they have this incredible French toast with like bananas on it. You get bacon on the side. I'm liking that. Yeah. Oh, well, let's do it next week. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Be good. Yeah. Hey. What happened? Oh, nothing. We just shot the shit. He's 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 just a really nice guy. We're gonna get brunch next week. We uh we actually have a lot in common. Yeah. No, I mean already the final fight back to back. Like it's a good. It's a good parallel, but uh, by the end of that, I was a little, I was a little f- fighted out. Yeah, I, th- I think if there's a problem to be had with the pacing of this movie, I think that at a certain point, it reaches a thing that I have with like Wes Anderson movies, where like, for probably uh, like seventy minutes, I'm like, this is awesome, like I'm having a great time, and then you hit the seventy-one minute mark. And Some I'm like, changes. this is a little, I'm a little exhausted right now. Just visual, like, I think the point where it happens for me is the Kadianagi battle. Really? I think, uh, like, it's just so loud <laughs> that, like, I think it just, to me, calls attention to how, like, abrasive the movie can be sometimes. It's the big, I mean, I feel like if I saw on a, on a movie screen, it would be different. But watching... And we did see it on a movie screen. Oh fuck me, Parth! I forgot about that. Yeah, that was... you, you, me, friend of the show, Sophia Alexis. Wow, that was like our first movie, like post COVID. Well, our collective first movie. I saw a movie before that. It was uh, okay. Con- um, Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, Raj, who do you think won that battle? Um, I'm pretty sure it was Godzilla. No comment. We are sex bubbles, and we're here to make you think about death and get sad and stuff. This is the beginning of the song. I hear the voices, and the voices, the tremor of corn, the feminine of it. Watching the Karinagi fight today with like the two-headed dragon and then the big monkey man, I, uh, I was watching on my laptop and I was like, "Yeah, it's hard to take seriously when it's so scaled down." But uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's still, it's. I don't want to. I feel like I'm. We're like really harping down on the movie. I, I will like this. This wait, is a. You guys just wait for movie. the rate. You you guys just wait for the ratings gauntlet. We're gonna shower it with compliments. Wait, you want you want? I I wrote down a whole notes page worth of pros and cons. You, you let's want, hear it. Want some pros? Yeah. Let's just start out with the original music, guys. Um, they made a fictional band, and the fictional band is supposed to be stupid, but in reality, their music is awesome. And it's, like, awesome because it's bad, and it's bad because it's awesome. You know? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely no, that not. makes sense. And, like, it, and it's written by Beck, and, like, he really knows a lot about writing music. And um, the ending credits song, Ramona, super catchy. Uh, the Black Sheep cover, awesome. Like, what yeah. more do you want? Like, I There's feel not like much more you're... you can ask for. I wrote a song about you. You did? Yeah, it goes like this. Ramona. 
Can't wait to hear it when it's finished. Finished? Viraj, I'm uh, I'm curious to know what your overall opinion on the movie is. So yeah, you did say that you wanted to be on the show. If only, if and only if we covered this movie, and here we yeah, are. Yeah, I, I think it's very good. I think it's very good. Like, okay. So you're, you're one of us. I, you're one of us. He's one of the boys, essentially. I'm, I'm a yeah. fan, but I have my critiques. Good. That's what that's what we're here to do. We yeah. uh, we we love the movies we talk about, but sometimes they have problems. I'd say oftentimes they have problems. Um, and speaking of problems, Trent, you told me you had a con list. I, I do. I guess yeah, we, usually we we do everything that's working and then everything that's not working, but we seem to be alternating today. Uh, one of my minor critiques is that in the first half of the final battle, they just play the We Are Sex bob song again, just like faster. And maybe it's just because I've heard that song so many fucking times in my adolescence. But watching it today, I was like, do I really have to hear this song for the second time in the past two hours? Wow. Trent yep. can't listen to a song twice. This is insane. Um, you, Parth, did you go through all the trouble of making a pros and cons list, or are you just going to... No, but I did actually watch the movie. And I know. And in the right direction for me. But for the listeners at home, sometimes Parth doesn't, in the preparation, doesn't think to watch the movie before we discuss it. And um, I, uh, I, it grinds my gears. To be fair, have you ever noticed? Uh, the fans at home, have you ever noticed? No. Yeah, Parth, let, comment Parth, down below. Let us know. It, it's like going to class without having done the reading. You can still raise your hand, and then the teacher will just think that you did the reading. Fun tip, just read the last page. They summarize everything about the reading. Viraj, sure. cover your ears. Go to college, do the readings, okay? Yeah. You're paying for your education. It's very important. Again, my biggest problem is that once I get to the Kandinagi twins, I have a little bit of a, like, okay, this is, like, a lot happening for a really long amount of time. Um, but then once he dies and there's, like, a moment to, like, slow down for a second, that's all I need. And then I'm recharged back up. And that final fight is really cool. It's really awesome. Uh, you know? I, I just love Jason Schwartzman as Gideon. Yes. He, like, this cast is crazy. And I hate to say it. Yeah, he's I can't like, believe we didn't mention that yet. He's the best part. Like, he's the best he's part. Not the, his he, face is so. His face is so smug. It's so punchable. Like, it like Sarah, Michael Sarah. I feel like Michael Sarah's the best part. Scott, you know we really should be thanking each other. I mean, if it wasn't for me, Ramona would never have been with you. But if it wasn't for you, she wouldn't have gotten back with me. So I guess it all shakes out, huh? Oh, Scotty, buddy. Between you and I, the whole League of Evil Lexus thing, I was in a really dark place when I put that together. So, forgive him. Like, this movie couldn't be made without Michael Sarah. Like, anyone else is debatably replaceable, but also Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Ramona Flowers. Like, it's hard to envision anyone else by this yep. point. She's so... In, uh, Ethereal. She's so engraved. Ethereal. In, yes. Yeah, Viraj, I think we should we we should just step out for a second while you sort out the uh, the wait. I can do this. The manic pixie dream girl sort of thing that's going on here. We'll just let you ta- we'll let you tackle this. Um, I think it's a bit weird that Ramona sort of fixes all of Scott's problems, but I'm not. 
I don't remember if this was in the movies, but like she has her own problems. It's not like she's completely perfect and she has absolutely no flaws. She is a flawed character. She's not like perfection. So it does it, but it it's not as egregious as other things. I think it's less prominent in the movie. Like they kind of say they allude to the fact that she can be a bitch. Like that she's like I've dabbled in being a bitch. That's what she says. But like I, we kind of never see her doing anything all that terrible, other than like leaving or like not wholly communicating, which like Scott also does. But like I think maybe the more the most egregious p- moment in the movie is when Scott comes back the second time they defeat er, they're in the middle of fighting jason schwartzman and then uh, he explains no i cheated on both of you mm-hmm. so are we all good and then they're like never better and it's like yeah like, and i it's understand that because... like we're supposed to understand that he learned stuff but like he doesn't that like they, he still screwed he doesn't over, he doesn't get the punishment like he deserves and it's weird because in the first half of that scene where Scott earns the power of love instead of the power of self-respect, um, he he says he says like, "Oh, I didn't cheat on you with, I didn't cheat on knives with Ramona. I cheated, or I I didn't cheat on Ramona with knives. I cheated on knives with Ramona." And then she says, "What's the difference, you know?" Yeah. With the the most memeable part of all this is, um, I cheat. I che- wait. I can do this. I change my week. I change my hair every week and a half, dude. Get used to it. You know your hair? I know of it. It's all blue. I change my hair every week and a half, dude. Get used to it. I mean, if anything, we hate what that created because that entered our well, culture. It, it, it existed before that, but like it, it, it definitely plays into that. I think that like sometimes the manic pixie dream girl trope, and I, I don't think a group of three boys <laughs> talking about it is maybe the best way to be going about it but like i i think that like in a lot of the movies where it gets talked about like scott pilgrim or i don't know whatever like a lot of times it's a movie that's in some way critiquing the trope and so i think that like scott pilgrim is not wholly fair at least the initial if you look at the comic or whatever like it's kind of showing that like Sure, maybe she does have these things, but it's because, like, she's being controlled and has had, like, a horrible dating history, and all these men have just, like, screwed her over, kind of, and that's why she's kind of the way she is. So it's not like she's this crazy girl that just solves all of his problems. Like, it's not just that. I'm not going to sit here and argue that it's super deep and complex with it, but it's not – I think it has so much goodwill that it does not bog – it does not bog the rest of the movie – so completely down. Do you guys know the character Cosmo who knows everyone? Yes. Speaking Mo. of... His name's uh, Como, Trent. Scott Pil- oh, it's Como. Sorry, 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 sorry. But Como who... Well, or Cuomo? Como. Cuomo. Yeah, you, do you know Andrew Cuomo? Governor Andrew Cuomo? Former governor. Hey, Como, you know everyone, right? Yeah, pretty much I do. You know this one girl with hair like this? Yes, that's Ramona Flowers. Somebody said she was going to be here tonight, actually. What? And Scott, you have the hots for her or something? Like, I got to tell you, though, uh, I hear that she's a little hardcore. Or Chris Cuomo, former... Wait, is former CNN anchor. No, <laughs> oh, he, is, he got Did fired. he get the boot? Oh, good. Well, yeah. the Cuomo brothers are really doing good in 2022. Um, okay, so I think in terms of them critiquing themselves, like, 
him all of his lines under his breath like uh oh the comic is better than the or, or okay the comic is better than the movie and also when young neil says oh you've got to see him live right after the, <laughs> the clash of demon head finishes playing um Which and also I, the, the one i love is the first album is better than the is first better than album. the first album totally and I, I think that um Wait, for the fans at home, Parth's mom just walked into the back and then saw that Barrage was recording and then slowly backed <laughs> out of the frame. Yeah. She pulled a grandpa Simpson. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> Is that what that's called? You, you know the thing where Grandpa Simpson yeah. walks in the door, puts his hat on the hook, and then promptly walks out? Yes. <laughs> no, wow. I've never heard Barrage, that. Barrage, you made Trent, Trent do a belly laugh. I'm a comedy wizard. I think that... I think th- I think this, you more so re- referenced The Simpsons, unless you wrote that episode. I, I wouldn't really give no, no, he did all that. the credit he here. Did that. It is well known that I am a comedy all writer. Right. Is your name Bart? Mm-hmm. What the... Does your father know you're working here? It was his idea. In that case, I'll have a whiskey sour. Oh, wait, I was just going to ask that everyone say their favorite line from the movie, because mine is when they come uh, to the first gig, and they're versing Crash and the Boys, and um, Kim sees their drummer, and she says, They have a girl drummer. They have a girl drummer. They have a girl drummer. They have a girl he punched the highlights out of her hair he punched <laughs> the highlights like out fun... of her hair that's a good one that is yeah. a good one if you want a fun little story attached to a line i can give you one please Parth, come on uh so this is this relates to friend of the show claire Pell. friend of the show uh, as we dis- yeah as, as we've discussed we did in fact date in a previous life Yes. And, and on now like li- our... and now you live with her. That sounds complicated. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Uh, on our like second date, I think, like I, like I was feeling really awkward, and then I we were eating pizza, and then I just it was like quiet, and then I just went, bread makes you fat, and uh-huh. she she laughed, <laughs> and she laughed, and um. The- that's Always kinda, well after that. That's kind of become like the most famous quote from the movie. It's like strangely famous. I don't know and why I, that's, that's the most famous quote. I don't think quote? it's that funny. All right, Barrage, we've given you plenty of time to brainstorm. I mean, anything. pretty much anything Wallace says because Kieran Culkin is great. But also, it's from the same scene that Trent referenced where Crash and the Boys, they finally start playing. And it's like, okay, guys, we're going to play our first song. It's called something related to like, I am so sad. And the song is just them. No, I'm so sad. I'm so, so sad. Very, I'm very so sad. very very sad. And the song is just them going so, so sad. sad. <laughs> Thank you. Not a race, guys. All right, this next song goes out to the guy who keeps yelling from the balcony. It's called "We Hate You." Please die. Sweet. Love this one. I, th- I think is, is it time to enter the ratings gauntlet? Time? You think it's time? I think Wait, it is. 
Like, it's almost time, actually. Wait, I have one more thing to say before we enter the gauntlet. Wow, you always do, don't you? I'm going through my list, bro. I went I went through all the trouble to make a list. Wow, okay. If So you did do that, so I'll give this to you. It's that uh, Edgar Wright's directorial style could not be better suited to the subject to the subject matter. Agreed. Um, uh, yeah. Garage, it seems uh, you also uh, have a list. It, does, it doesn't show well on camera, yeah. but I made like a t- a list of a ton of stuff that I was thinking about while watching the movie, and it's pretty extensive too. It's not like a pros and cons list. It's just assorted stuff. Viraj, read us, read us some, some key points. Um, in some of the earlier parts, they use, like, chapter title names at key points in the story. And they use the actual font from the books, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, I put, how does Scott wear a t-shirt in the winter in Canada? That that was just a thought of mine. No, no, no that's a yeah. good point. Oh, Scott's t-shirts, guys. Cool or cringe? Yeah. I'd say they're the sharpie, well, the sharpie, the sharpie one, and the bass rock band one are both. I'd awesome. say they're pretty cool. Wait, for any us, other keep, points? Keep, keep uh, I, 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 we saw that. I saw you broke out the note. I saw you broke out the notes app. So let's, if we're gonna yes, do this, sir. Let's do this. Um, the fights have like surprisingly good choreography. Like, I didn't know that they, I didn't know that they had like actual people on it, but it they're really good. Yeah. Matthew Patel is iconic, absolutely. This guy's good. Me and my fireballs. My demon hipster chicks. Tell me, Maddie. So do do we want to have the talk of best fight? Hmm. I mean, it's really just two fight. It, I'm going go with Matthew Patel. Matthew Patel is is my favorite. I think. Because of the factor in that it changes the way that you look at the film? Not really. I I like the Yeah, it's absolutely absurd that like they break out into singing and dancing. Like I, I I like the like uh this is impossible. How could Open this your be? eyes, Open maybe your you'll eyes. see. Maybe you'll see. Like it's Exactly. Ooh, but the Chris Evans one is also pretty good. I'm I'm nothing without my stunt team. Yeah, he is nothing without his stunt team, is he? Gonna, I'm still gonna go with Matthew Patel. Can I'm you still do a, go with a, a grindy thingy on that rail? You mean a grind, bro? Only if there's girls watching. Yeah, but there's girls watching, you know. Wait, and so what's the worst fight? Because I used to think that it was the twins, but this time I kind of enjoyed that one. But the twins, the twins easy. They reduce it to so. It's By so far, much yeah. worse than what it was, and I've said this so many times in the comics. Yeah, I read that in the fun fact section that in the comics and planned in the movie there was going to be a sub, um, what's what, what's the a subplot where the where the twins kidnap Kim, and apparently the yeah. actors spoke so little English that doing the musical number was hard enough, and so they opted not to do it. <laughs> And so their their role did definitely get minimized. Not only because they had to do two at once, but I feel like they got very little. Like, it was so rushed. Yeah. We've already it, gone it, through five. Very... We've done five yeah. fucking fights, and now we have to do another one before the final I fucking mean, fight, you know? I think it's fine that it doesn't end up being what it is in the books, because it would have been very... It would have just been a lot for it to be a full-fledged fight. But I, I would say that it's definitely the weakest of the bunch. I mean, for the pacing of the movie to work... It has to happen because, like, you can't have Matthew Patel full-on fight, 
a full fight with uh, Chris Evans guy, Todd. And then you get a full fight with the vegan, yeah. And you you get like a three quarters fight with Roxy. And and you can't have a full thing with them. You need to have like the the dragon versus monkey, the Kim getting kidnapped subplot. I really like that, but I'm not gonna go in detail. Also, they, like, go back in time, and you find out about, like, Scott dating Kim, and how he, apparently, he, in this universe, it's not just Ramona. Like, you have to, every time you date someone, you have to fight their evil exes, and it it goes more into the universe of that. So, I'd say it's time to enter the ratings gauntlet, no? I think it's time. Is that, is it, is the atomic bomb gonna... Oh, wait, uh... Well, this is the ratings gauntlet, after all, and I guess I am editing this episode. So I think right about now, there might be a nuclear bomb sound effect, yeah. And so, Viraj, uh, Parth, can you explain to him what happens during the ratings gauntlet? During the ratings gauntlet, Trent puts a sound effect where an atomic bomb goes off, and in the ratings gauntlet, we have three things we say. We have, would you recommend this movie? Is it rewatchable? Or how rewatchable is it? And what would you rate it? All right. So if you want to give All us right. a three. Wait, I think we should scream. I think we should scream first. Like the bomb is. I feel like the bomb should hit us. The bomb should hit us. I know we said gauntlet a while ago, so this must be a really slowly exploding bomb. But Parth, I think the bomb is coming. Okay. Oh no! Ah! It's. Co- Whoa. My skin! It's burning! Oh, oh, I refuse! Why would I help you? Alright. Parthia is still alive. No, I'm still here. Did the blast get you? Oh, you're, you're perfectly okay after the bomb. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm on skate. Did, like hi- did you hide in a lead lined refrigerator like Indiana Jones? We, we right. should cover Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah, no, the best one. I I had someone tell me today in class that we should cover Jackass Forever, so I guess we're that sort of podcast now. Yeah. I mean, Jackass Forever is an uh, excellent film. See it in your local theater. All right, we got to wrap this up, Trent. Stop with your dilly-dallying. All right, can I do the gauntlet? Yeah. Um, Wait, did Viraj? I would 100% recommend this. Very rewatchable. Eight and a half out of ten. I'm feeling concise. Yeah, there was a um, one of the reviews I read that I put into the document, and then you strategically edited it out. I'm gonna reference right now. It was that this guy was like, "Yeah, so I rented this movie for my son's 13th birthday party, and all the kids fucking hated it." And wait, Parth, you're motioning to me. Basically, I was confused by the fact I was thinking, "What 13 year old wouldn't love this movie?" This movie's yeah. made for 13-year-olds. And if you've got a whole birthday party full of these guys and they don't like this movie, you have a bigger problem. It's not the DVD's fault. Um, and I saw this movie when I was about 13, and it's several years later. And um, I like different things about it, but I continue to find new things I like. And there are other things that I used to like a lot that I now think are terrible. It's like when you first get into an album... And at first you're into the really popular songs, and you don't like the unpopular songs, and then you get sick of the popular songs, and you're like, oh shit, the songs that I didn't like before are actually pretty good. It's kind of like that now. 
think that this movie has had so much weight in my life that I like want to give it a 10 out of 10, but it's not perfect, so I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Fair enough. I'm going to have to echo what the uh, two of you have said. It's very watchable. I would recommend it. Endlessly rewatchable. Endlessly. Um, uh, I'll give it a 9 out of 10. Man, now I'm feeling like I... And I'm feeling what? like I didn't say enough. Rush, the episode's not over. You can have your closing remarks. Hmm. The older I get, the more I like knives. The more I like knives Chow, and the more I like her ending being Scott. I'm too cool for you anyway, and it's true. Yeah, that's growth, and baby. With that, I think are we done? Do we do we finish the episode? You think we finished the episode? Wait, all right. There's one more thing I want to say. Trent, no. <laughs> the fi- it's that the universal pixelated logo, the eight bit. It's fucking awesome. Oh, yes. and wanna who de- wanna who designed that? Friend of the show, Oscar Wright. Yeah, we last- can say that officially last- a friend of the show from last week's episode. Yeah. Now that's now that's a segue, and here's another segue. What comes next? You know? Well, Trent, uh, we did have a plan of what was gonna come next, but wait, an Perth, interesting Perth. Do I look like a guy with a plan to you? Trent, we can't we can't tease it, but we do have something exciting that should happen that has not yet happened. But it should. But it should. And so when you guys I... listen to this on Sunday, just let's just say that hopefully we cover a new release. Hopefully. You know? And whatever that big new release might be, you know, we can't speak to it. But but also we have exciting things lined up that aren't as secretive or new but like but we have a inventory coming your way and there's like another edgar wright movie like on the repertoire like we can't say which one but it's one of them but we'll say it's yeah it's interesting yeah no it all it is is it's interesting um well varage um thank you for coming on the show you're a great guest Thank, thank you very much for inviting me. I've been waiting for a long time. Well, yeah, this was this was a good time. I mean, I, I know how big of a fan of the show you are, so it must be so exciting for you to finally be able to come. You know, I, I know this is the first time we've had anyone related to any of us on the show. Yeah, I guess like, your sister's not come on, and neither no. of our parents have come on. Not yet. Is there a movie that like oh, that your either of your parents would like have to come on for? Like Pride and Prejudice with my mom. That's what I. That's what I was gonna say. Well, or like mom, your mom. Um, or or Predator movie? with my dad. Oh, or Shole, Shole. Yeah, or that. Um, Shole for either of them. Yeah. So Ep- epic picks. I, I think I think for my my mom it would be Jaws. That's her favorite movie of all time. I feel like the whole time though she'd just be like this shit hits, um, which it does. It, it hits. It's Jaws. Steven Spielberg's 1975 uh, summer blockbuster Jaws. Um, but my dad, I think it would be... Um, one of the movies my dad really likes, Memento. My dad doesn't really nice. like... He doesn't really watch movies that often, but he's like, yo, the storytelling in Memento? It's fucking sick. He's not wrong. And we talked to Sammy Jenkins, so... Friend of the show, Jackson Clark, is seriously considering getting a Remember Sammy Jenkins tattoo on his hand, and... Uh, he needs to be talked out of that. No, I think he needs to be talked into it. It's a great idea. All right, Trent. I think it's time we log out now. And on that, and on that note. Listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Did you see that we got 10 ratings on Spotify, and now it officially says that 
We so we have we have nine five star ratings and one four star rating. So we have a conclude we have a collective ranking of four point eight. Wow, we're really falling in the. My the main que- my main question is which of you assholes gave us four stars? If yeah. you're gonna go, I'm gonna give you one star. All right, Raj. All right, cool. I'm gonna show. give you you're one star. No, no. You're off the but show. if you're gonna go through the trouble of like the listening and then rating it, like you're probably our friend. So just give us five. Yeah, I- I'm not gonna listen to a single one wow, and then put Raj, a one star. Wow, the, this Raj, episode this needs is a, to end. Raj, this is a freezing cold take, my guy. You, we gotta log off before we get into some serious violence. Okay, you're, you're pushing. Right. You're pushing about as cold as the winters of camp. Wow. Okay. Takes about as cold as the winters of Canada. Oh, oh yep. Okay. It's the movie takes place in Toronto, Canada. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, listeners at home. Farewell. Yep. We scored a middle schooler, guys. We got. We got him.